0: We continue our series in the book of Acts this summer entitled Fired Up, and this morning we're looking at boldness in faith, and we are in Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 21. And this takes place after Peter and John have healed the laymen outside the temple. Well, Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that. In Jesus, there's resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them, put them in custody until the next day, for it was evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. Next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, with Ennis the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of the good deed done to someone who is sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in the good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is a stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and realized they were uneducated and ordinary men, they were amazed and recognized them as companions of Jesus. When they saw the man who had been cured standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. So they ordered them to leave the council while they discussed the matter with one another. They said, what will we do with them? For it is obvious to all who live in Jerusalem that an incredible sign has been done through them. We cannot deny it. But to keep it from spreading further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in his name. So they called them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in God's sight to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot keep from speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them again, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people for all of them. Praise God for what had happened. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, as I said, we've been in this series, Fired Up. And we started on Pentecost Sunday, thinking about open the windows just as the disciples did. And not just the 12, but there were about 120 or more people there, men, women, young and old, filled with the Holy Spirit in the upper room, and it began the church in the modern era as the Holy Spirit came and changed their life and turned everything upside down. Then we looked at hearts on fire, thinking about passion and all that God is doing And uh, we continue to look at that. And, And I have challenged you as we go through this series, and I will continue to challenge you to ask yourself three questions as we go through the book of Acts, which is, what is your level of passion? And what is the gift or gifts that you have to share? And then what is your level of resilience? What is your level of passion What are the gifts that God has given you to share? And what is your level of resilience when facing challenge and adversity of all sorts? And uh, it was great because as we look at boldness this morning, we did sports camp. And uh, my thanks to Coach Paul and Ellen, Terry, and Ashley and so many others, uh, Susie, Raul, who else did I miss? All right, so thanks for everyone who made that in our our youth. And it's so amazing, I I know you've maybe Many of you have been part of sort of coaching Little League or something and you go sort of through the basic skills or something, right? And, uh, and the young people don't really know how to do it, especially when you get the younger kids, right? And uh, some have had some training at home, what have you, but, you know, there's at least one new sport every year for each kid. And so you, you do sort of the basic skills and then you do the skill development. And then all of a sudden, you have them applying in a game, and, and you see them even in the course of a day. Certainly, in the course of three days, to grow, and it's it's such a blessing to to see that, to see them grow in the skill and confidence, and I want to say boldness. But we had did track and field uh, one time, and then uh, Friday, some of the kids were just taking off running down Lisa's trail. You know, it's like, man, I wish I had that energy. And it's like, yeah, we got this running thing, and so uh, they took off running. Of course, played soccer kickball, basketball, all kinds of things, track and field. Uh, And I think there's so many things to learn in sports, but part of that is that progression uh, from training to sort of putting into practice, putting into sort of the game, the field of life, and to gain the kind of confidence, even boldness that allows you to work together. And uh, I think that's why we like sports so much and so much to be gained from that. And we also every day had a devotional to share. Coach Paul did that, did a great job with that. Well, I want you to take that analogy and think about our own lives as, uh, as we grow and develop in faith and use it maybe as a lens also to look at this story this morning. And I invite you to walk back into this story. And as you recall from last week, Peter and John were on their way from having been together with other disciples. Notice they didn't stay in a holy huddle. You know, if you stay just staying like a holy huddle, let's just be blessed, not share this thing. They didn't, right? They're going to the temple and they were going to share. They were going to worship and uh, share the good news of God's love. And on the way there, just outside the gate, beautiful, they saw a layman who was asking for alms, which is, you know, one of the places that you would do it. And Peter and John said, Peter directly said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto you. Arise, stand up, and walk, which is such a a powerful moment. And the man was healed. And we talked about the the boldness of that moment sort of last week and the ability to see the need that is there. Sometimes we just look the other way. Sharing our gifts. You know, maybe yours is sharing silver and gold, or maybe it's the gift of of healing or speaking words of healing. Words can be healing as well and uh, growing in all of that. And, of course, this man did his thing with sharing the gift, right? He went and uh, leaping and praising. He hadn't walked for since birth, about 40 years old, and he was praising God in the temple and creating commotion as he shared the, the joy of what God had done for him. And people heard about it. Now, many people were overjoyed about the moment, but the rulers, sort of the religious elite, so it's not about that particular faith, you know. It doesn't, this is about Jewish versus something else. You know, Christians are the same way sometimes, aren't they, right? You get sort of stayed in a rut, right? Anything new happened, we're going to squash that thing. And uh, so they dragged Peter and John before them. And in this moment, we're told that Peter is full of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you just to think for a moment about this moment with Peter, because where have you sort of seen this before? I said last week that we saw this moment where Peter and John are offer God's healing to this layman. It looked like many times in the case of, of Jesus at the pool of Bethesda or other places where he healed a layman. But where do you recall something like this scene before, only the reverse? Do you remember when? This is the same group that was questioning Jesus. This is the very same group where Peter was fearful, and timid, and denied Christ not once, but three times. Peter is getting a do-over. And Peter, because of the power of the Holy Spirit and the risen Lord, passes it in aces, this moment. And I don't know what was going through Peter's mind, but when you see this moment Look at what the power of the Holy Spirit can do and how Peter is growing in boldness. And they saw the boldness of Peter in this moment. And and Peter doesn't really put them down, but he stands tall and strong for what is right. And says, listen, you know, if if you're going to say that I can't do this in the name of Jesus, I'm going to obey God rather than men. I'm going to obey God rather than you. And I'm not going to keep the good news of Christ silent. Peter had been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I like, too, that in this uh, moment, they said they, they had noticed that they had been with Jesus. Isn't that great? They noticed they have been in the presence of Jesus. And I wonder when people look at us after we come out of worship, do they notice that we have been in the presence of Jesus? One, are we out there sharing, sort of? But, you know, are we staying in a holy huddle? Are we, you know, grumpy about whatever didn't happen our way? Or people look at us and say, they've been in the presence of Jesus. Their life has been transformed. They're shining with a face like the radiance of Moses after being in the presence of God. And I just want to ask you, when you go out to brunch or whatever, what do people see in you when you walk out of worship? Part of it is your responsibility. Part of it is what you're tuned into. Peter and John went out to share the glory and the love of Jesus in a powerful and an amazing way. Well, the second thing is, I want you to notice, I didn't have time to read it, but I wanted to share it here. So you see the boldness of Peter and John, you see Peter getting a do-over, which I think is so powerful. Man, how dramatic is that? Many times people don't recognize that moment, but then the people pray for boldness, right? Right? They, of course, Peter and John were locked up overnight in prison. That didn't stop them one bit, right? So, um, and this is what it says in verse 23 and following, as we continue in that same chapter. After Peter and John were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. With boldness. Turn to someone next to you and just say, with boldness. And Only say it now boldly. With boldness. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Ah, wow, wow. And so the people shared God's word with boldness. Now, let me just say something about this, because I know that we live in a world that, you know, in a wonderful way is is diverse. We want that in all kinds of races, places, cultures, languages, people, perspectives. That's great. And when you share with boldness, you're not there to put other people's faith down. You're not there to put people's questions down. I mean, try to answer those questions or say, I, know I don't have the answer. You don't have to belittle someone else's faith. That, that isn't what it means to share the good news. Evangelism means good news. So share the good news of God's love. And, and you don't have to pound it into anybody. The Holy Spirit's at work, right? Share the good news. Let God be God. You're not there to be God. You're just there to shine with the presence of Jesus Christ's love, and that will make all the difference. Be a candle in the in the night. And I know some of us are fearful because we're worried because of other people who have done this in such a bad way. Okay. Great. Well, how about doing it in a good way? How about doing it in a positive way? So you can be bold And you can be beautiful. You can shine bright with your boldness. God wants us to do that. And so the people did exactly that. Everywhere, everybody was sharing the faith of Jesus Christ. You don't have to be a scholar, what have you. I mean, Peter and John, they had studied with Jesus for three years. They were ordinary people. But, you know, that's where we got our three-year professional school for. Seminary, actually later, doctors and lawyers, same kind of thing. But, and rabbis had done that before that. But they were still learning They were still growing, and we are called to do the same. Not just pastors, but all of us, wherever we're doing, we're learning, we're growing. And here's the good news. God has given us second chances, just like Peter. And for many of us, third and fourth and fifth. Can you say praise the Lord? Oh, man, thank God for that. And wow, just like Peter. So if you've kind of, you know, not done your best one time, you feel like you failed or even denied Christ like Peter, hey, look at. Jesus went looking for Peter and said, your your ministry isn't done yet. You're not just forgiven, you're restored. And here in this moment, that looks like, man, this is like a trial. Wait a second. This is a second chance. This is a chance to grow stronger. This is a chance to shine brighter. And God is going to give you the very same chances. So don't worry if you blow it, right? God forgives. God restores. God strengthens us for the next moment. So, they were bold in sharing faith, not just Peter and John, but the rest of the people. And then I want you to notice something else. I don't have time to read it, but you can read in this chapter later, and we'll touch on this down the road. They were boldness in their generosity as well. I'll say it again. They were boldness, not just sharing their faith, they were bold in sharing their generosity as well. One of the marks of the early church, particularly early on here, is the people just shared whatever they had. If there was a need, they saw it, they shared. You know, whatever was going on, they, they shared generously. And we have a great, generous church. Man, we have so many missions. Uh, I don't know. It's almost a special offering every week. And uh, now we got Isaiah 117 out here and uh, with the lemonade stand after church. It's a great mission as well. You know, it isn't like the pie is just so big. God is doing so many different things, man. When we give abundantly, God gives to overflowing, and so you can never outgive God. You can never outgive God, not in sharing the faith, not in generosity in your time or your treasure or your talents, whatever it is. They shared boldly, bold in their generosity and man we 've got some good missions that we 're a part of. Be bold in that right and uh, and you 're not here we 're not here i 'm not here to be someone else, right? I know everybody's got a different personality. Some people are more outgoing. Some people are more reserved. Some people are more extroverted. Some people more introverted. We all have different gifts and talents, but God could push the boldness meter up a little bit on all of us. God can make us shine brighter. And there's ways in which you can share and still be authentically yourself. You know, some people who are more extroverted and they're just, you know, telling people at the lunch counter about Jesus. You go like, man, what is this like, you know? Uh, and, and there's a real good place for that. Other people, it's like, you know, people that are more sort of introverted, sometimes someone's going through a hurting moment, and they're the people that have the sensitivity, as Tamara's was talking about, kind of the eyes and the ears, to listen more closely, and then to share something they went through in encouragement, and that is what that person needs, right? That kind of boldness, of of sharing sensitive and saying, hey, listen, I, to, I know you're hurting, I've been through something like this, and... Um, And God loves you, man. Here's kind of what I learned, and maybe God is teaching you some of this. You know, that little word of encouragement, wow, that can be so powerful. So when you think of boldness, it isn't necessarily Billy Graham. You know, that's great. And even Billy Graham, it wasn't all in a stadium. A lot of his best moments were just sharing one-on-one with someone. So think about that. How are you sharing the faith? Are you bold in your sharing of the faith, and are you bold in your generosity? So think in our own lives today. Man, I want you to just take a moment and reflect on your own life and about opening your heart and life to all that that God is doing and all that God would have you do. About being fired up. What is your level of passion? What are the gifts that you're sharing? What is your level of resilience facing challenge and adversity? Man, there's all kinds of challenge and adversity in life. So, Peter and John, man, this isn't the last chapter of adversity they would face or the early church would face, but God was helping them grow through all of it and, and God wants us to grow through those chapters too. so what's your boldness in sharing faith and and then what is your boldness and generosity? How are you doing with your with your giving of time and treasure and talent man you know when you when you start to withdraw uh in all these areas, you know it it just, it just starts to dry up, right? But when you start to share in different ways, time, treasure, talent, faith, your life starts to bubble over a little bit more, doesn't it? And so do that. None of us is perfect. We're all, we're all growing like those athletes, like those young people we had out there uh, in sports camp this week. And I think, think it's so amazing. And, and think about that phrase in verse 13 again. When people saw them, they'd recognized they'd been with Jesus. When people see you, man, what do they see when you walk out of worship? You know, we don't be in a holy huddle or, you know, did this happen my way or whatever. Man, have you been with Jesus? Let it shine. When you come to worship, are you here for Jesus? That's what it's about. Are you growing in God's Word? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your heart and life? Are you sharing your gifts? Uh, I think sometimes, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we talk about that at different times, but one of the metaphors that I love is is um, I've got a friend that when I am need a special tool, uh, he's the guy that I go to, Captain Ron, he was a captain of Purdue Police, and uh, I love the guy, he's so great, but man, he's got more tools than anybody ever seen in his life, and one of the tools that he has, that's something I don't have, is, you know, the whole range of pneumatic tools, are you with me on that, like, you go to someone's, and they've got, like, I, I don't know, man. It's just like a whole table full of pneumatic tools, right? And uh, and they all do all kinds of things. I can't tell you, you know, but, you know, there's pneumatic chisels, hammers, all this stuff. But but here's the thing about all that array of tools that you, that you have on there is they're useless unless they're plugged into what? That air cord, that power cord, the, the pneuma. Well, what do we call the Holy Spirit? Pneuma. That's the word in Greek for Holy Spirit. Power, the wind of the Holy Spirit. So when you plug into the power, whatever, you've tool, whatever tool or tools you are, all of a sudden you're empowered in a, in a new way, whether it's sharing faith or generosity. So, you know, we don't have to do this thing all on our own, and when we try to do it all on our own, man, you know, we just, we just kind of dry up from the inside out, if you will. But then, if you just say, God, I want to plug into your Holy Spirit. I want to pray, come Holy Spirit, as we're doing sometimes uh, uh, every so often in the season of Pentecost, just whisper that prayer. Just whisper that prayer in the course of the week. You don't have enough power to share faith. You don't have enough power for generosity. You don't have enough power to face whatever challenge and adversity has come your way. Then plug into the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit is full of uh, a powerful air tank for you, the, the pneuma. This verse that Paul writes... To Timothy, Paul, who's writing from prison. This is one of the last. We may, we believe, it may be the last book that Paul ever wrote. And he's writing to Timothy. And Paul's not wasting a moment, even in prison, and even when he's older. He's pouring his faith into someone young. Right? He's learning the skills, training, growing. Uh, and as Paul does that, and Timothy, who's this young pastor out there in the churches that Paul had started. Paul says this, for this reason, I remind you to rekindle, fire up, right, the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of hands. For God did not give us a spirit of uh, cowardice, fear, timidity, any of those things. I kind of like timidity, right? God did not give us a spirit of fear, I guess maybe, is the best translation, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Power. the uh, Greek word is dunamis, that's the word we get dynamite from, dynamo, the big dynamos and dams, that kind of power, dynamic dynamite kind of power that God has given you, not the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, that is agape love, that is Christ love, transforming love, and self-discipline, self-discipline to know when to go and when to stop, when to hold and when to move through the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul writes this not just for Timothy, but each and every one of us. So today, where are you? Have you missed a step like Peter and not done maybe what the Holy Spirit was guiding you? Don't worry. God's still showing you, training you, growing you in moments. And God has second chances for you down the road where you can share. And Paul, sharing with Timothy, we're going to talk about one of Paul's failures, big failures next week. Paul failed, fell short, but God changed, forgave, and transformed his life. And Paul, in this moment, is pouring his life, his faith, his encouragement into young Timothy. You can do that, too. If you're a younger person, listen to the older person. If you're an older person, listen to and breathe your life and experience into a younger person. All of us has something to do. Because when we come to church, it isn't just sitting and receiving. It should be growing. So that when we go out, it's not just a holy huddle. We are going out to spread God's love into the world in every way, shape, or form. That is what was different about the church in Acts. And that is what God calls us to today and every day. I love these athletes. You heard me say something about Adam, Some of the people we were thinking about during sports camp. And uh, one of my favorites, I've mentioned it before, was Steph Curry. At uh, MVP for the NBA championship team, the Golden State Warriors. And uh, he's been through a lot of adversity and challenge, in addition to having the greatest start in the NBA ever. And, uh, <laughs> and he wears that, was yellow, this year was blue, which just says, In Jesus' name, I play. In Jesus' name, I play. And that is his testimony. one of the things he always does first thing is to thank God. I think of other athletes like uh, Allison Felix, great championship Olympic star in track and field, and how she shared her life in the one of the longest careers ever the the winningest uh, female athlete in track and field ever, one of the winningest u uh, s stars or any country stars in Olympic history and how she's infectious with her faith and how she's fought back. And she shares that with with boldness. And I think about Cooper Cup, uh, who was the MVP for uh, the Super Bowl. I said if they won it, that uh, the, (laughs) the Rams won it, it'd be Cooper Cup. And sure enough, it was. But the biggest thing he said was, with boldness, not with arrogance, but with boldness, I thank God for my ability to play. God's given me this playing field. Well, most of us aren't star athletes, even though we like to get out there and swing a bat, hit a ball, throw a hoop. But God has given us the arena, the play field of life. And every day, we're learning, we're growing. God is giving us opportunities. So I challenge us all to be fired up, to be connected to the Holy Spirit, to... Allow God, God's Holy Spirit, to transform each of our lives and our entire church so we are a church on fire that is passionate, that is sharing all of our gifts and talents, working together, and that we have a level of resilience that allows us to overcome adversity and challenge, not through us, but through the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Amen.